Welcome to the fifth episode of Graz VR podcast series. Thanks for your support. Our podcast is being listened in over 18 countries. Hi, this is Srinivasan, the founder of Squarecom, Graz VR. Hi, this is Sriram. the co-founder of squarecom ragas vr graz vr podcast series covers various topics around virtual reality and other relative technological aspects this episode is about virtual reality and mindfulness happy to be back with the next episode in our podcast series in the last few episodes we discussed the evolution of vr what it means to you and also about metaverse continuing on these lines this episode is about the role of vr in mindfulness often vr is alleged as addictive and socially depriving but we believe it all points of perception any technology lab its own merits and demons it all depends on how the early innovators and creators build products and solution based on them we are in discussion with one such creator today the very same technology which was criticized as unhealthy is being used for the well being of mindfulness of people in this episode we have emilio goldenhurst the cso and co-founder of mindco a startup working into providing virtual reality based digital therapy and the addiction our founder steeny discussed with emilio about the way vr is revolutionizing therapies and future of digital health let us listen to them hi emilio hope you are uh, doing good and uh, it's been quite some time since we wanted to have you on our show emilio goldenhurst is the uh, co-founder and uh, chief science officer for uh, mindcode they have been working in nicotine d addiction and they have been one of the early adopters of virtual reality in nicotine d addiction to the best of my knowledge they have been working sometime from 2017 or maybe even prior to that they were started the research and we are just now talking about all kind of virtual reality based fantasies and all the other areas that you could explore with vr today we will have a conversation with emilio and we will take you to the timeline and how they ca- came up with the uh, startup and how the uh, journey has been for emilio regarding therapies and the addiction using uh, vr hello sri thank you for uh, inviting me i'm very happy and very glad to be here we we have been in, in a mutual relationship for a long time and i'm glad that we can discuss the virtual reality and healthcare status of today and in relation to the future that is building up wonderful to have you on the show today so would you take a couple of minutes and give us a brief about how you started your journey with virtual reality and uh, your startup mindcode and i also know that you've had past uh, successful entrepreneurial experiences as well maybe if you could give us a brief on those lines that's perfect so i'm originally from argentina now today living in san francisco california my background is on psychology 
I have a, a master's degree on mind-body medicine. It's a somatic psychology called fractal psychology. And I would say for the last 14 years or so, I've been studying ecological thinking, ecological epistemology, sustainability from a psychology perspective. And that brought me very much into meditation and mindfulness. I would say the Eastern and Western practices of a holistic and integral perspective of health. I actually lived in India for one year while studying meditation. So that was quite fun. But basically over the past five years, I got together my other two co-founders are also from Argentina, from Cordoba. Every one of us had a different background. On my side, my father died because of addictions and mental health uh, illnesses. So that made me realize that I, I needed and I wanted and I desired to prevent and promote uh, health for others. So this wouldn't be uh, happening to other people as well. And that basically became my mission to bring awareness to as many people as possible, as much as possible. And around five to six years ago, I came into contact for the first time with virtual reality in terms of having an experience that was designed by the Within Group <clears throat> from the, the, the Within app. You probably heard of it, but it was the journey of a baby being reborn was actually quite blissful for me. I, I started crying. I said, oh my God, I have to do something with this. So that actually was shown to me by one of my partners. And that's when we decided to work on digital health, on healthcare. We started out working on a platform for diagnosis using virtual reality. Then we decided that it was going to take a path that it was going to take a different road and we shifted and started working with scalability with accessibility and and the issue of mass adoption of virtual reality because as you know as well again uh, vr is not yet adopted and that is something that we all working on vr struggle with but coming from there i would say that today five years after co-founding mineco which again, as you mentioned, we started with nicotine, smoking cessation. Today, we also have a second product on the market, which is for stress management and stress reduction. And we aim to have two more by the end of 2022. All of them, again, promoting a healthier lifestyle, but working directly with the digital therapeutics aspect of the power that can bring virtual reality to our lives. I don't know if that would be a bit of a kickoff to start. That's pretty insightful from the way you started and the way it is right now and the path it's probably going to be in a couple of years from now. That's really very interesting. And it's also interesting to see how you're using virtual reality as a tool towards these kind of mindfulness therapies. In fact, there is a contradictory point of discussion wherein people say this VR gets you addicted and probably that's going to be harmful. Whereas we technologists are thinking for the greater good of the humankind, wherein we want to solve some of the most lingering aspects of health and addiction-based uh, categories within the therapies and uh, mindfulness. That's really fantastic. That uh, brings to the next question. 
what do you think is the role of vr in healthcare and therapies that's a that's an interesting question and a hard one to answer i think i probably have my perspective which is my opinion and just that the, the controversy between the role of technology to create addictions it's a truth we see many people getting addicted to social media to watching their phone just because it's bringing up a light or just having one sound we got got kind of new patterns of behaviors due to that I think virtual reality will bring a lot a lot of mental illnesses a lot of problems to people and and when i say a lot it's going to be a lot because this is an unknown dimension that we are all entering including more in the upcoming years with the metaverse developing a little more but imagine today uh, there are two roads that I, i could actually here take in order to start this thread of conversation but one is the role of virtual reality in medicine and healthcare today is actually useful in many ways and is positive and it has a great influence from the surgical side an aspect for the training uh, for doctors and physicians to the creating empathy for people who don't understand others in a respectful way and then of course in the mental health and addictions treatments Well there is a lot going on recently there has been the first FDA approved VR treatment for pain management there has been now and we are actually working on something similar for smoking cessation so i think that there is room for virtual reality to have a direct impact in healthcare in digital therapies and with the unique ability to have an impact on the social aspect of our lives now when we go and jump into the other road which is the metaverse and how we are going to live immersed in virtual reality that's a huge different thing the issues and the challenges that being identified with an avatar in a different world and then coming back to your reality will be right yeah so in that case what do you think or how do you think vr can impact positively in mindfulness Well that's a good question i think there are a couple of aspects to that right mindfulness today can be received as a buzzword which many people are not liking you know mindful eating mindful sleeping mindful movement mindful dancing mindful whatever so that is not useful for science not useful for the people as well there is a lot of misconceptions about that so <clears throat> taking it back to kind of the roots of mindfulness just being aware in the present moment with a perspective of curiosity and not judgment to towards oneself virtual reality can help by just creating the space and the conditions of an environment of a safe environment for people to actually feel the way they want or can feel and and being there present so again if the level of presence created in the virtual worlds is good enough there is evidence that shows already that you or not you but the brain can be tricked right between reality and illusion reality and virtual reality so 
That being said, if we are able to create environments good enough, because they doesn't have to be like an exact recreation of real life, to feel presence, to feel identified with whatever is happening in the moment, then it's a great environment to practice mindfulness and to cultivate mindfulness. Now, the other way, there is also a relationship because if we are mindful and understanding the use of virtual reality, then we can have a better control over the potential addiction that using so much virtual reality can bring to us. So it could be an ascendant spiral towards awakening, or it could be an not evolving spiral towards being addicted and, and getting more into into some hard challenges. Yeah, that's fairly right. Even within the therapies and uh, these kind of uh, phobia addressing use cases, even I've uh, heard and uh, seen about uh, the VR uh, used as a tool to combat uh, acrophobia with the uh, height and other uh, height-based fears that uh, people have. Probably this will be able to address those kind of particular scenarios and use cases but we are rather than addressing it as a common forum and common for, for everything, probably we could focus on sp- specific use cases that, that can and only be addressed with VR. Maybe uh, I'm not sure how exactly it is uh, transpired in the real world with respect to addressing the acrophobia or any other f- fire-related uh, phobias that people have. Those kind of scenarios, probably virtual reality will be a greater potential and a greater tool to help them out in those kind of scenarios and those kind of factors. Yeah, I mean, phobia is one thing that has already been validated to using virtual reality. I mean, basically VR and digital therapies has been there for 30 years. So for the last 30 years, many, many studies have been published, validates the efficacy of utilizing virtual reality within clinical settings, supported by a physician, a psychiatrist, or a therapist that can actually increase the outcomes for patients that suffer from different challenges, right? So phobias are one, for sure. But then you have even psychosis, schizophrenia, you have addictions to alcohol, to eating disorders, to smoking, of course. You have anxiety disorders, others, right? And phobia you have. So I think that this is not just unique to cases as phobia because again it it hasn't already been validated the thing is that it's not mass adopted as one of the things that can be used for absolutely most of the people because again there is no one thing to rule them all people like different things so there there you go you know virtual reality is one other thing which is probably more efficacious than any other out there which also help to decrease the the health-related costs associated with the healthcare system. Graz VR is on a mission to transform industrial training with VR. Check out grazvr.com to learn more. That actually arises the next question for me. So what will be a one key tool or an important factor that differentiates the conventional physical training or the other therapy-based systems to what we have 
in VR in the digital therapies. And what do you mean the one factor? I mean, the physical one, the in-person health system? That's what you mean? Yeah, the uh, physical health system and a key differentiator between the physical health and the virtual reality-based therapies. Are there any well, kind of exponential uh, growth factor, X yeah, factor or Y factor that can support this? Yeah, well, you know, the biggest one is scalability. If you're a psychologist, right, like a therapist, or you are a physician, you can have, let's say, eight. If you're a therapist, maybe eight to 10 patients. If you're a, a physician, you can have maybe 30 if you really work hard and don't sleep too much. So that has a cost, that has a limitation. We can have uh, 500,000 people using the same environment in virtual reality at the same time anywhere in the world. So definitely scalability, accessibility is, I think, the key factor. Also, you have the measurement part, right? Like you can actually measure things if you use technology. So that is also a differentiator that by having just the in-person one, we can also measure. But I mean, adding the component of virtual reality, you have a different source of information. In other words, we are democratizing the therapy-based system and making it accessible to everyone. And at the same time, keeping it digital and giving the therapist and all the other creators in this particular format, the analytical content as to what exactly needs to be done where. Those kind of scenarios could probably be the key differentiator here. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I would say you put it on a, on a, in nice words, nicer words than I put it. <laughs> okay, okay. Since I've known you for uh, quite some time now, I know you've done some tremendous work on the field. Is there uh, any threshold or parameters with which we are able to measure the kind of impact MindCode and the VR-based therapies have created in the field and the kind of uh, people that have benefited positively out of the VR-based solution? Yeah, we are currently running several studies. We published the first worldwide study for smoking cessation using virtual reality at home, so without the outside of the clinical settings as an outpatient service. That was quite hard because there wasn't any background information or any other studies that have done the same. Today we're running, a, I would say, three to four more studies even with renowned universities here in the Bay Area in California. And it is interesting to see how the health system, first due to COVID, right? I mean, the pandemic has brought a huge acceptance towards technology. Right away, like I know my, everybody, like your families, our families, mothers, fathers, grandfathers, now everybody has used any kind of technological platform to communicate. So the ways we now accept technology is different. And that has brought acceptance over virtual reality as well. In the field of therapies, you can see people actually choosing the instrument or the vehicle of virtual reality to take on a journey of a different therapy that before they wouldn't have picked. So I would say that, yes, uh, we have a lot of acceptance from our clients, which are organizations. We sell to corporations through their employee benefits department. So we reach to thousands of people just as easily as if they would actually download an app. That's what we do. We have an app, but we also provide the virtual reality headset in order for them to experience the, the training. That's fantastic and wonderful. So it's a lot of work. 
done in a lot of time and a lot of research has been through this process and uh, i know all the uh, amount of time that you and your team have put into this and hopefully all these things come out uh, very well in the other end so early on in our conversation we touched upon uh, metaverse and uh, this has been one of the most discussed topic in the tech industry just yesterday we heard about the crazy acquisition of the gaming company from microsoft for 69 billion dollars even that was touted to be in this direction so what are your hopes and what are your concerns with regards to metaverse i'm a big fan of metaverse like a really big fan and i believe that we are heading there and it's going to be amazing and i'm actually working on getting there as well and i do hope that eventually the concerns let me just jump first into the concerns um imagine somebody that has had a very rough adolescence on their 20s not many friends very techy savvy and going into the metaverse almost a couple of hours a day now finding a way to monetize their time in virtual reality probably playing a game or mining something just been there increasing their social status in virtual reality and then going back to their house without the headset to their hard reality so that will bring a lot of mental health illnesses issues challenges we are going to see uh, a lot of people kind of i would say losing their identity right getting confused getting their body very tired very physical states and i think that we're going to deal with those challenges when again the metaverse is a easier world to live today is kind of hard to spend hours and hours there but it's possible so that being said and eventually being addressed i think that it brings a lot of potential to many things from interactions with other people to creating bonds to creating to creativity itself to strengthening some kind of boundaries between society between the people or eliminating some boundaries as well it's it's difficult to to think about the happy moments that we can have in metaverse without actually being there in terms of hours and days but i'm more concerned like i'm very happy i'm very excited i'm very thrilled about what we can do there but i'm very concerned as well in terms of what we'll bring right from digital therapy aspect i would say that we will be able again to recreate worlds to interact to create relationships there which is amazing but again confusing realities it's an issue today with, without the metaverse so imagine with a new reality out there it's it's going to get hard you uh, put it very clearly and uh, i think you spoke your heart out here wherein uh, without addressing the lingering concerns i think we won't be able to make much progress in metaverse and uh, in terms of the kind of work that you are doing with uh, mindcode I think those things will be a great savior and companies like you and all the other therapy based digital reality based content creators in this particular domain probably will have a lot more role to play in the future in a metaverse world wherein we all are the ones probably i think will be able to provide an equal balance between the physical and the digital world i mean it's our hope i don't think it's going to be just like that because you know as today uh, you see gaming is more relevant entertainment is more relevant making money is more relevant we usually don't pay attention to our health so not in this reality not in the other reality 
And that being said, it's going to be hard, but it's going to be a need. So it doesn't mean that we're not going to have a major role, but it means that it, we're going to struggle the same to bring people to bring interest to people to these kind of things because, oh, should I go for the super entertaining Marvel Superman or whatever world just to have fun? Or should I just meditate a couple of minutes in the mountain? You know, it's, it's not a hard choice to make. Yeah, exactly. Until and unless the people change their behavior in terms of taking care of their own personal well-being, I think we won't be able to change just like you said anything much in a physical world or a virtual world. So with that, I would close it off with this last question. What is your vision for the future of VR and MindCode? Well, I do believe that in the upcoming years, people are going to need more and more a bridge between the virtual and the real world. And that's where we are building our company in that bridge. We live where we are. So if we are in the metaverse, then we live in the metaverse. And if we are in the real world, we live in the real world. So that bridge is going to be necessary. And that's where we're going to be. Just sitting in that bridge and waiting for people to pass by. And whenever they perceive that they need some help, just to be there and provide. Fantastic, Emilio. And I wish you all the best and uh, hope that bridge stays there for eternity and uh, let that uh, help the generations to come and let them pass through that which for the betterment of their own health. Thanks a lot for being with us on the show today and hope to have you in the future as well. Graha's VR podcast series is produced by Square Comp Solutions. Sound designed by Arvind, please check out grahasvr.com to reach out to us. If you like our show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Follow Graha's VR in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music or your favorite listening platforms. Follow our social media handles to stay updated on future episodes.